Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Core Americans and Podcast Paisani. This is Marco, and I'm with Tad again. Uh, the Brutti Americani podcast lives on. And this week, we're going to talk a little Champions League, a little Europa League, and get some uh, Serie A shout-outs while we're at it. But first, how you doing, Tad? You know, it's getting into the holiday spirit. I got, you know, my neighborhood, uh, Petworth in D.C., borderline of Petworth and, and Brightwood Park is a very interesting transitional neighborhood because carolers just came by uh like five minutes ago and i walked pepper like an hour ago and there were gunshots in the alley so i i I don't know which way is up those weren't gunshots man those were fireworks um so today big news speaking of fireworks out of the premier league Mourinho, the special one he uh gets the axe at man u after a couple seasons um look uh this guy is controversial i love him uh, but what do you think about this? Being a Liverpool fan, I'm sure you don't have uh, too much sympathy here. Yeah, shots fired on Mourinho, and I would know what shots fired are like because I heard him in the alley uh, when I was walking Pepper. Um, but Mourinho, I mean, it's kind of the, the typical trend for him. Uh, I was uh, reading this stat that he kind of falls off wherever he's at in the third season. Um, that's when his personality starts to really kind of grind on the management um, and the and the star players you know he's feuding with Pogba right now um, you know and, and soccer people just go so fast you know, he he wins uh, uh, the the league with Chelsea and the next year he's gone he wins the Europa League and brings Manchester United to its highest finish since Alex Ferguson um, and then you know now he's gone so you know, I think that's I think that's just kind of the towel Mourinho. Uh, as far as personally, like I freaking love him. He's he's absolutely incredible. Uh, uh, I think that not only is he a great tactician and an excellent coach, but he's also just like the funniest guy in sports because he just you know he doesn't give two f's. And uh, I think that was uh, highlighted with him most recently. You know, putting his ear up to the crowd. Um, after, uh, who were they playing? Was that Juventus? It was Juventus. Yeah, That's Juventus. why I love him so much. Yeah, you know, in, in the Allianz Stadium, it's being like, what? What now? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I dig him. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the only teams that I'd say he left uh, right after winning uh, the treble, you know, at Inter, uh, here's a guy who has just really won everything, and I do love the drama he brings to the league, to the team. He takes some pressure off his own players by kind of acting like acting a fool uh, for the press. I think that's a little bit of mental games that he plays. Um, I personally would love to see him back in the Serie A, and it would be just like Mourinho to potentially go to a team like Milan, uh, you know, after having guided Inter to uh, the ultimate glory. Uh, could a, a coach like Mourinho bring Milan back to their glory days? Well, I think that Milan has a squad. Um, you know, I, I just wonder what his kind of his rep is like with the top players in the world. Because Paul Pogba, not only is he you know, one of the top players in the world, but he's like visibly one of the uh, most uh, out there uh, superstars in Europe. 
Um, you know, it seems like he's friends with everyone. Um, you know, he's on the he, he was kind of the heart and soul of the French national team. I don't know if you saw that video that I just put out where he was like, you know, firing up the team uh, before they went out to the for the World Cup final match. Um, so you got to wonder if if he's going to be able to attract that top talent. But you know, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of mood. It's Mourinho plus plus Milan. But you got to think that they have as good a chance as as with anyone uh, if he's decided to come uh, to Milan. That's right. So let's uh, let's hope for that. Why not? It, it would get more eyes to Serie A. That's that's for sure, and probably more players uh, going to uh, Milan as well if if he were to go over there, uh, despite having a little bit of a controversial. Um, you know, oh, his, he'll, he'll poke you in the chest, man. He'll poke you in the chest. That's a, he's just he's a, 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 he, he can be an uncaged beast, and that's that's what part of the reason that makes him so entertaining. That's right. And let's let's face it. I think every major player would love to say I've I played for him at some point. You know, whether you succeed under him or not, that's one thing. But I think big players want to play with big coaches. So let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, like you said. Uh, it was an interesting week in Serie A. Well, we have some good shout-outs at the end of this pod. Uh, but we do want to focus on the Champions League draw because there are some stories brewing uh, you know, in the, in the horizon. And we're looking forward to uh, this year's Champions League and Europa League. I uh, really wish there was a couple extra teams uh, in the Champions League here. A couple good teams like Inter and Napoli could have done some damage. Um, but, you know, it is the way it is. And uh, Juve draws Atletico Madrid uh, and Roma draws Porto. So here we are to talk about why those are good or bad draws. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's up for discussion, uh, maybe a little less for the Juve game. Um, but let's get into it. We'll start with Juve and Atletico. And I think Juventus just has to be considered the favorites here, Tab. What do you think? Well, absolutely. I mean, even Jurgen Klopp came out this week and he said he thinks Juventus are the favorites. uh, You know, I think Vegas uh, made them favorites uh, going into the Champions League season. Um, You know, they have two first teams, um, so they're they're as deep or deeper than everyone still left in the competition. Um, And, you know, they have the star pounder with uh, CR7, Ronnie from the beach, um, and they still have that, you know, incredibly experienced back line. And this is a team that's been to two finals in the last four years. Yeah, and really the only reason why I even bring it up as a question is because they are playing an Atletico team that is very strong. They have some championship pre- uh, pedigree uh, over the years with Simeone. They did win in a Europa League. They won uh, La Liga, which is very tough to do against the Barcelona and Real Madrid side with Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, they've Both teams have had the same manager over the past three seasons. Uh, both had good depth. But like you said, I think the difference is Juventus has more of those champions on their team. You know, again, both teams extremely strong in the defense. Juventus eight goals against. I mean, you know, they're they're just clearly head and shoulders much much stronger than any team in their league. Atletico on the flip side, third place, three points behind Barcelona. Uh, that's a feat within itself, and they've only given up twelve goals. So uh, similar teams in the sense that they have very strong and they you know the the core is in the defense and they they uh they they're built from the back up uh but in the end you got to tip the hat over to you because of the fact that they got ronnie they got all the hype and they like you said they got two first teams 
Yeah, it's it's really tough for me to see Atletico beating uh, Juventus now. Is it possible? Yes. Um, it's extremely hard to uh, to win in the Allianz Stadium. Um, I think they've only lost two matches there in the last three seasons, uh, which is pretty incredible. And you know, I mean, they just got that 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 big D swag. You know, all these guys on this team have won something, and they're just not a team that overlooks people. I mean, if if it was you know a number of other teams, you could you know like a like a, a Barcelona that got trapped by Roma last year, or a Bayern team, or PSG that gets trapped um, and gets knocked out when they when they have everything going their favor. Like Juventus, they they just don't have that. You know, they they go into every game, you know, calm, cool, and collected. And uh, there's just not there's just not a team that's gonna that's that's gonna drop points they shouldn't. Yeah, no, I agree. The consistency is pretty ridiculous. Uh, still, uh, one of the I think only three teams now that haven't lost a game in their league, uh, so they are undefeated in Serie A. Uh, and I would say it's not that is not a uh, a small feat this year. I mean, Napoli very strong. Inter have shown very good glimpses. And, uh, you know, again, obviously Serie A is a tough league to, to be doing that stuff in. But Juventus just not overlooking any opponents. Um, you know, I'd say that Atletico, you know, we have a, a spoiler, um, you know, in Atletico. But if it was anyone else, you know, Juventus is just too strong. Yeah, so. Juve- Juventus is not here to get knocked out in the round of 16 by getting Ronnie. By doing what they did, they're here to win a Champions League. They're all in on the Champions League, and they've already dusted everyone in the Serie A. I mean, they, 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 this is what they're here for. And you know, already know that Ronnie's sitting in the tanning bed over the winter, and he's going to get them abs nice and sculpted, ready, ready for the cameras uh, when he scores inevitably a goal, probably on a PK off some sort of uh, a beautiful dive. Uh, that's my prediction right there, just because I thought I think it was chippy, and it's going to get pretty uh, emotional with a, a coach like Simeone who's going to be pushing his team to just go into battle. Let's move on to Roma Porto because I think, uh, I said earlier this week, is this good or bad? And this will be kind of a, a big question for Rom- Romanisti who at first will look at the draw happily, but imagine being Porto right now and getting Roma. Um, I think they'd be probably even happier. Uh, so what do you think about the chances of Roma getting through Porto in this tie? Well, so Roma you know, got the Vegas odds that they, they had the biggest increase in margin pre and post draw. Uh, I think that's because they were favored to get like Man City or somebody like that. Look, this is the best possible draw for Roma. Um, if you look at if you look at every team that's you know left in this tournament, Roma and Porto are the two weakest teams left. And so Porto wins their group, kind of a weak group. Um, but I, you know, I think that as far as like pressure mounting for this being a disappointing season, I, you know, on the one hand, you got to be like, yes, great, Roma beat a team that they can knock out, that they that they have the best chance of knocking out and moving on, but. Porto, I mean, they're number one in Portugal. Uh, they're twenty-eight and eight uh, at goal, on goal differentials, and you know their coach uh, Sergio Canseco. I mean, he must be, 
you know, he must have some Miyagi in him because they've been on full wax on mode. They've won 13 in a row in all competitions. They've only lost two games a season and only dropped points in those two losses. They won their group and only dropped points in a draw to Schalke. Um, so, I mean, like this, this team, they're, you know, they don't have great superstars. They have some really good players, but, uh, uh, they, you know, they, <laughs> they straight up just know how to play together and win. And I think a discombobulated Roma team that's in poor health. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I see Porto knocking out Roma. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, we are happy that we drew Porto. Uh, and I've said it over the years, you know, when you when you draw a team and you're Roma, you draw a team that you think you can beat. Uh, unfortunately, it just opens the door for, uh, you know, disappointment. And that's what I'm concerned about here. Uh, people are overlooking the fact that Porto is doing so well in their current season. I mean, they ran through their group uh, in Champions League and they're killing it in the league. And there's something to be said about a team that has a, a winning mentality uh, going in. Despite not playing the same level of competition, you are coming into a team uh, that is you know, currently just used to winning. Uh, and so they're going to come to Roma, who, like you said, is a little discombobulated and kind of has had some injury issues. Now, hoping that in a couple months they'll be able to solve those issues. Um but still, you know, Roma, they have a lot of work to do if they want to get on the same page to be able to beat a champion team like uh, Porto. Because that's what they are, ultimately, even if it's not in uh, a top five uh, league in uh, Europe. Yeah, Porto's, you know, they, they're a pedigreed team. They're always in this tournament. Uh, you know, they, they've won this tournament before, I guess, not the Champions League um, when it was the European Cup. Um but, you know, for Roman, baby, this this is where it all comes together. You get Porto, and this is where all the uh, uh, all these – where you can put behind uh, the, the crap part of the season so far and all the strife. You know, I mean, Roman's in seventh. They haven't strung more than three consecutive wins together. Half their team is basically like in the ICU. Um, they're possibly on the verge of firing their coach. And their fans are in, uh, you know, full mutiny against the ownership. So what a better time to go on a Champions League run and, you know, make us all happy for about five seconds until we find something else to complain about. I got to tell you, man, I had an a interesting experience. I'm reading the Totti book today. And uh, in their second season when Capello came in, came in uh, they were supposed to uh, have the team uh, to win the, the league. And everybody was excited about it. And, of course, they came started the season by crashing out of Coppa Italia. And what did the Roma fans do? Beautiful story. Uh, they, they show up to the, tr- to the training center uh, and the players had to basically like wait inside the, the building uh, and the, the fans were on the opposite side of, of like the like parking lot uh, fenced in area throwing dead fish. Uh, and apparently they were throwing dead fish and uh, getting pretty close to hitting Cafu. Cafu came running in. He's like, hey, they're like uh, throwing fish and eggs. And he had like, uh, you know, holes in his car from the players, from the fans kicking him. I mean, these fans have always been high pressure, high pressure on Roma, despite only having succeeded in winning the Scudetto three times. Uh, right now, the pressure has mounted. It's very high. Uh, you can see why players like Schick are kind of crumbling. I mean, you're really getting your, your mentality tested here. Uh, but on, let me be positive for a second. 
you know, here is a, a fan base uh, that will become elated if you are able to string together a bunch of results and that transfers into the team. So if they're able to carry some momentum from this past weekend and, you know, really start the new year off right with some players coming back from injury, they can go into Porto feeling like a new team. And then all the doors open if they uh, win that game because they'll we're able to bring in some extra money. We still are three points out of uh, Champions League qualification in the league. All of a sudden, the sun rises again, and Roma is back, and so are the fans. Yeah, uh, you know, let's just let's put it all on uh, uh, the likes of Juan Jesus and uh, and Davide Santon and uh, 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 Diego Perotti. Uh, I just gotta say, man, you know. Ed and Jacko is going to get healthy. It's the Champions League, and the Champions League he put on he puts on his ass blasting pants. And uh, all we need is is one one big daddy Jacko game, and we're going through to get uh, you know curb stomped by uh, by Bayern or somebody like that. <laughs> or maybe we make it to the semifinals again. Again, you never know with this team, right? All right. Well, moving on, let's talk a little bit about Europa League. We won't talk about it as much in depth. But uh, in depth, but I think uh, it's worth noting that we have three strong teams uh, in Europa, and man, it would be good uh, for one Italian team to come out with the Europa League uh, championship because I was checking the list and it was looking awfully Spanish and English, especially Spanish. It's time to get some Italian glory and picking up some European cups. Uh, let's start with uh, SK Rapid Vienna versus Inter. This should be a pretty straightforward one, correct? Yeah, uh, and I just got to say, it, you said you are checking your list. Were you checking it twice? Because uh, uh, Inter is about to be real nice. Uh, Rapid Vienna, they're having a tough season. They did make it through their group. They had, a, they had just an absolute boner group in this one uh, uh, that didn't have any Viagra. Uh, they're currently fifth in their league with 27 points. Um, they play in the in the Austrian league, which is the T-Mobile Bundesliga, which is a sorry ass name for a league. Um, I, I, you know, I think that <laughs> I don't know what league had taken cricket or Metro PS league. At least they weren't uh, sprint. Well, I, I would go and venture to say that T-Mobile is, is worse than Sprint, unless you're uh, a Sprint customer. I think that you know that there, there'd be a throwdown on which one's worse. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like Austria's twelve-team league. Um, you know, their goals are probably pretty similar to Inter's in their league. Uh, you know, Salzburg is a lot like Juventus in there. They've run away with the league on points. Um, they have a, a, a shot at Lask or Lask. I don't know or care. Um, at second with 34 points. So for those of you doing the math, the difference is that they're only one more point away from Inter, uh, that Inter is from Napoli and the Serie A, albeit it's probably harder to make up ground in a 12-team league. So, I mean, you know, they're they're looking to go all in on the Europa League. Unfortunately for them, you know, they're not going to beat Inter. Inter is going to destroy this team. Yeah, well, that's the hope. Uh, you never know sometimes with these uh, Italian teams. They get a little too cocky. Uh, and, uh, you know, I really think that Inter has a good opportunity here to uh, to make some noise, uh, especially if they start off with a good waxing against Vienna. Uh, I think they'll probably rest some players uh, against that team. I, it's just a an inkling because they're going to be wanting to uh, focus on requalifying for the Champions League. 
Icardi will touch the ball six times in this entire back-to-back. He'll play nine minutes, and he will score five goals. That's right. That's what he's good for. Moving on, OTFR versus Sevilla. This one not looking so good, I think, for Sevilla. Uh, OTFR has a big task in front of them because on paper, Sevilla has this game. Uh, they have the pedigree. They've won this competition three out of the last five years. Uh, and they have actually the most wins in five, with five uh, out of all teams uh, in in Europe. So, uh, again, they have the pedigree, and right now they're in second place in La Liga. Really, really strong team, uh, and OTFR is just, you've seen them play, inconsistent. Uh, you know, they're consistently inconsistent, and you can't be bringing that sort of game to Sevilla. Yeah, Sevilla, you know, they're they're definitely going to be looking to take OTFR out back behind the woodshed. Um, they're the type of team that's going to want to make an example out of a, a you know a top uh, or a European currently presently European qualifying team in the Serie A, um, OTFR has you know I mean let's face it like when Sevilla goes to the Stadio Olimpico are there is it going to be tough for them to stare down nine fans who are shouting anti-Semitic remarks probably not <laughs> um, so uh, uh, you know I think that. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, OTFR has a little magic, and the thing that they could have going for them is uh, they actually do have a pretty decent defense. Um, they have a, a, a strong goal scorer in Chiri Mobile, which we've sung his praises all the way up and down. And you know, let's let's just like Roma, like hey, let's say Luis Alberto and Milinkovic Savage put it together. But you know, Sevilla is, is a team that's you know they're going to come in with a game plan and execute that game plan and i i just don't think that otfr can keep up with them in a european tournament especially when they're trying to make top 4 in their league well you're joking about the fans but you know they're going to have to do much better than they did against eintracht uh, frankfurt when they came out with 18,000 fans i think there was a picture of the curva sud or i'm sorry curva nord uh, that was just you know, looking so empty, people were wondering uh, who the away team really was. So uh, they are going to need their fans to back them up in this league. And and really, I know they're going to be focusing on Champions League as well, qualification again this year. Uh, but they have a chance to, to kind of, uh, you know, show show what they're made of against a team uh, like Sevilla. So uh, Zurich versus, Zapo- versus Zapoli. How about that? Yeah, uh, and uh, I think that's one of Frank Zappa's kids. I'll tell you what, I think uh, Napoli's going to zap Zurich. Uh, they're just the much better team. Let's be real here, Ted. Yeah, I mean, there's 10 teams in the Swiss League, and the Swiss League features teams such as Young Boys and Grasshoppers. Um, it, it, just two of the most hilarious names, uh, and Young Boys is like the perpetual power in this one, but I, I don't know how you could look people in the eye and say you play for Grasshoppers. Um you know, Zurich is currently fourth on the table, but again, only a 10-team league. Uh, they finished second in their group behind Leverkusen and ahead of uh, a Greek team that I've never heard of and uh, Lugo Goretz, um, who, you know, let's face it, is a, is a trash team. Um, so Napoli, they, you know, they got to be going for some, some silverware. Carlo Ancelotti, you know, he's all about winning those trophies and, you know, kind of like Mourinho going for it. With Manchester United, you got to think that Ancelotti is going to, you know, mount that horse and and try and ride it off in the sunset with a, with a trophy in his first season. Considering that the Scudetto is pretty much out of reach, no chance for Zurich. But my question to you, man, is like, I mean, what is it like being on these like these European first division teams? And there's only like it's like a ten or a twelve league team. 
Oh, man. Or uh, league, team, team league. I'll tell you what, it's got to be better than my desk job. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I see where you, why you're asking that question. I feel like, uh, you know, are you actually a professional if you're in a team that's like 10 to 12 uh, team league? But you like know, your away small... game, you just go to the other locker room in your stadium? Yeah, well, you know, Switzerland, tiny country, uh, you know, so it doesn't surprise me. But uh, they get to play in Europa and Champions League, so uh, good for them, you know? Yeah, Napoli fans have to be happy. I, I mean, I, I would see multiple goal victories in both legs of this game. <laughs> well, let's see, uh, let's see if they're able to do that. I do think they have a good opportunity to win Europa League if they if they make that a goal and let's be real second place is probably theirs uh Champions League is is pretty locked in for uh Napoli I know the points don't say that right now but the quality uh and so they can they can do something big and win and maybe win the Europa League yeah I just I'm going to be interested in seeing the uh you know the 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 Swiss mountain lions the 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 mountain giants come down from the Alps and take on the Ant Army. It's going to be interesting to see like Drace Mertens, Drace uh, standing next to you know six foot five Swiss players. Oh, I guess uh, I guess uh, uh, BD Shack, um, who just rocked the brace in the United Liverpool uh, 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 Derby, can't be much taller than Drace Mertens. Oh man, but he's probably just as wide as he is tall, just jacked. <laughs> All right, a couple shout outs. Let's move through these quick. Tad uh, Quags. I mean, first, first person we have to, you know, put up on the podium. We give him the gold medal for this one. Uh, Santario wins again, but six goals in the last six games played. I think that's some sort of a record, definitely uh, in the senior citizen world. Uh, Quags, man, let's uh, let's get him over at Roma. Yeah, he uh, he's on the same blood doping regimen as LeBron James and Tom Brady. Uh, apparently, uh, getting better with age. Um, but whatever he's doing, I, I ain't mad at him because right now you can't stop him. You can only merely hope to contain him. That's right. Well, speaking of goal scores, Piotek and Ronnie both get a goal this week. Uh, and Piotek is at 12. Ronnie is at 1. Uh, I'm sorry, 11. Uh, and again, the Capo Canyonero race uh, continues to develop with Immobile with 10 goals come, you know, sneaking up behind. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting this year. Uh, I have a feeling that Ronnie's going to turn it up in the second half of the season. Yeah, Piatek had a few games uh, after they traded, changed coaches before he wasn't getting goals. But, I mean, like, just talk about a surprise. At the beginning of the season, you know, you're talking about going into Christmas break. And, uh, you know, you'd be like, hey, who are the top two guys in, in scoring goals in, uh, uh, in the Serie A? You'd be like, probably uh, uh, Ronnie, probably, you know, Mauro Cardi. Cherry Immobile, maybe you'd throw a dark horse, Ed and Jekko, and Fatboy G in there, Iguain. But Christoph Piatek for Genoa? Man, it's a surprise. So, you know what? I'm pulling for the dark horse on this one. OTF Genoa, they, they need a little sunshine. Soon to be a Juventus player, <laughs> yeah. surely. Uh, OTFR gets Vard uh, against Atalanta. Uh, again, it's making that fourth place uh, race absolutely jam-packed. Uh, I, I don't know how many teams are, are within like three points. I believe it's like six right now, seven. Uh, it's pretty unreal. Yeah, I mean, there must be some sort of blood food going on with OTFR and VAR. You know, like maybe like uh, OTFR's grandfather, you know, killed VAR's grandfather in the war. 
Um, so, but it seems just like every single time that that VAR can lay the smackdown, I'm surprised uh, uh, that we haven't seen them go full meltdown, you know, full Trump tweet meltdown on this one, and and uh, and and cry to the skies that uh, that VAR is is pitted against them. But just it's uncanny. I mean, they 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 have games decided by VAR. It seems like every other week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wanda strikes again. Uh, you know, she puts out a statement saying Inter wanted to sell Icardi to Juve, trashes Inter for no contract renewal uh, yet. And it's, of course, right before the holidays uh, when everybody's making their naughty and nice lists. Yeah, I mean, the, she's supposed to go with him, obviously, to the uh, to the Inter uh, Christmas party coming up. Man, this woman, she's, she's just, she's just goes after it. She's got to be the most... Uh, uh, openly ruthless agent out there these days. I guess stand by your man. But every time I see a picture of the two, you know, it feels like she's piercing a a a, a hole in my soul, and I can see her, um, you know, with her puppet master strings behind Icardi. Who say what you will about her, uh, uh, you know, negotiation tactics. Uh, basically, you know, real housewifing these people before she's got to go in and and, and see him face to face. Every picture that they're together, Mauri Cardi has the biggest smile he, he, anyone's ever had on his face with, uh, with, his, with her kids from, uh, from a different baby daddy tattooed on his arm. So, I mean, the, the, the woman uh, the woman's probably, probably has to be one of the most charismatic people on the planet. All right. Uh, here's to Juan de Carti. Uh, Napoli looking like a boy band in their Christmas party. I thought that was a pretty good picture. Um, Calcio Mercato setting some records uh, for Balotelli links to Serie A. I mean, Calcio Mercato, uh, you know, we love we love you for for the daily content. Uh, this time, Balotelli to Fiorentina. Come on. Yeah, what is it going to stop with these people? You know, it seems like uh, it seems like every time I, I put my phone in my pocket, I get a, a no, buzz notification. I pull it out, and it's Calcio Mercato, Calcio Mercato uh, linking Balotelli to yet another team in Italy. <laughs> Just be right once. Just bring this man back to Syria. Be right once. I'll tell you. Fatboy G trading pizza and pasta for fish and chips. What do you think? You know, maybe this is some sort of uh, uh, tactic by Gattuso or Milan management um, to kind of light a fire under his ass where, you know, hey, you can either start scoring goals for Milan here um, or you can, you know, go ride the pine um, at Chelsea. You know, it's the previous. Just yeah, previously, I would have said that there's no way that Iguain will get anywhere in January. But uh, and I, I still don't think this is the case. But Fat Boy G might be uh, uh, might be might be trading in the the deliciousness for the soggy. Um, and we might get this. Might be our big January transfer rumor. That's a hell of a hot take and a hell of an answer. I'll tell you what, that hot take straight out the microwave. All right, Roma youngsters come up big this weekend, and now three points from Champions League question mark, and then three par- points from 12th place. Again, uh, it's just uh, it's kind of uh, mind blowing for us fans, and we can only take so much. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's 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 kind of like my my day job, race to the finish line, where you know, one day the sky is falling, and the next day I'm like, yeah, things are not that bad, and that's when I, you know, decide to look above Roma on the table and and do the math on points, and then look below them on the table and do the points, 
and and, and math and I I don't know I, I I can't I can't I don't know I don't know if my heart can take it anymore. Yeah, for sure, uh, turning all of us into high blood pressure uh, drinkers over here. So uh, Fiorentina University, they take the the Tuscan Derby. I mean, that's we got a shout out for that, and uh, the fact that that's even considered a Derby, uh, you know, good 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 on uh, Fiorentina because they're, they're taking that, you know, most of the time. Yeah, it's the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. If that's a rivalry. That's good stuff. And then lastly, Team Meat Sauce today, tying Milan. I had a feeling Joey Saputo is a true Cougar American posting on his website that Filippo will coach in the Inzaghi Bowl. Uh, I think we jump our percentages uh, to somewhere above a 25%. I know uh, that some people are saying lower, but I think this Inzaghi Bowl is going to happen. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, Joey Saputo is coming out and making official press releases on, you know, on the on the meat sauce news, the official meat sauce news. So I think we jump from twenty percent to hundred percent on this one. I'm absolutely, ex- you know, uh, uh, ecstatic about this one. The only way I don't see it happening now um, is either you know, Filippo uh, 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 tragically passes, or uh, Joey Saputo has some Zamperini in him um, where he uh, uh, can't make up his mind. But the one thing I just want to see on this one, the Inzaghi Bowl, I want to see a parent trap. I want to find out at the end of the game that they've switched and they actually coach the other teams. So is uh, is it the meat sauce news? Is it MSN uh, or is it <laughs> is it Ragu uh, or is it Ragu Times uh, RT? You know who who are we going to uh, elude? Our uh, Bologna news too. Well, one, uh, one's to the left of uh, one's to the left of Bologna, and one's to the right of Bologna. So it just depends on uh, on on your your preconceived notion of how you want your uh, Bologna news. I guess it would be Ragu Television, which I would watch <laughs> all day. All right, and the lastly, Kievo, another point, uh, five ties in a row. I think they've scored two goals in uh, five ties. Man, if you're an, uh, a Kievo fan, you are just sitting there. I don't know. Are you excited by the by five ties in a row? Or are you just like, yo, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I you have to be excited. I mean, and if you're going to ask me, like, how are how are the geriatric donkeys going to fly again? Um, how are they going to get out of the cellar of the Serie A? Uh, you know, uh, uh, basically uh, the same way as how you eat a thousand mu- uh, marshmallows. You know, one at a time, baby. They're say. just going to draw one at a time. I would love. You know what? I mean, I'm I'm on I'm on Kievo's bandwagon now. As much as I've hated him before, I think it'd be the most hilarious thing in Serie A history is if they just like drew out the rest of the season and they get saved on the last day. Um, you know, sending like uh, 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 Udinese down or or you know Empoli down um, by uh, uh, by you know having their 18th consecutive draw. You know who would love a post-match interview? Uh, by the coach over here is Chris Ross. <laughs> what do you think about next week's game? We're going to take this one point at a time. All right, then we're going to sign off here. Roma Juve this weekend. Uh, I mean, what are you doing on the Saturday before Christmas? Come out to Ireland's Four Courts. Uh, you know we'll be there, and we're going to be raffling some stuff off. All you have to do is become a member of Roma Club BC. <laughs> uh, so with that, arrivederci. And Forza Roma. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao.